Welcome back to Cycle Wisdom, where we empower women to restore natural menstrual cycles, to improve health, and promote fertility. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Minger, and I'm so glad you're listening today. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about thyroid. Now, thyroid hormones are one of the most important hormones in your body because almost every single cell in your body needs thyroid hormone, including your brain and your ovaries. So we're going to talk today a little bit about what thyroid hormone does in your body, specifically if levels are too low or too high. We will also discuss the different lab tests that I feel should be evaluated when we're looking at the big picture of thyroid functioning. And then we'll finish up with some of the different supplements and medications that you can utilize to help with thyroid functioning. So let's get started with a story of a past client of mine who we'll call Regina. Now, she came to see me in my family medicine practice because she was struggling with significant thyroid symptoms. Regina had already been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, which is low thyroid levels, after she had noticed significant troubles with fatigue, weight gain, and irregular menstrual cycles. She had been put on levothyroxine, or Synthroid, which is one of the most common thyroid medications that is prescribed. When she had her levels rechecked again, she was told that her numbers were back to normal but she still felt awful with only minimal improvement in her initial symptoms. Regina was told that her remaining symptoms were just from stress and she needed to go exercise more and take better care of herself. She was really frustrated because she had spent a significant amount of time and energy on taking care of herself. She was already getting eight hours of sleep per night. She was exercising regularly, but not too much. She was eating a healthy diet and her weight was within the normal range. She was doing all of the things that we talk about to really help to optimize good overall health, but she wasn't getting the answers that she was searching for or symptom relief. Regina and I started out with looking at what had been ordered for her lab work in the past to get her thyroid diagnosis. Now, most commonly, doctors are only ordering a TSH, which is thyroid-stimulating hormone. And then if that's abnormal, sometimes they will order a follow-up test for a free T4 level after that. Unfortunately, what I see is that more than 90% of the time, the evaluation stops there. Those are the only two lab tests that somebody has had done when they are given a diagnosis of hypothyroidism. Now, I will say that some people start treatment with T4 replacement, they feel better, their labs improve, their symptoms are all gone, and life is good, and that is great. But more and more, I'm seeing a number of women who may feel some improvement but they still don't quite feel like themselves, or they are still having significant thyroid symptoms. And this is what happened to Regina. So I told her that we needed to order a more comprehensive thyroid lab panel to figure out what was going on. This is incredibly important to evaluate all the pieces of thyroid, especially if we're finding that the TSH level is out of range to begin with. I see so many women in my practice who are told that their thyroid level is normal with just having a TSH done and no additional evaluation is completed. The other important thing that I talk about specifically when it comes to fertility is that any TSH level above 2.5 really warrants additional evaluation. Depending upon the lab you have levels drawn in, some reference ranges say that a level up to 5 can be normal. Now, I'm not advocating for starting on medications if there's not actually an underlying problem, But for people that have symptoms and have a TSH level above 2.5, at a bare minimum, you deserve additional evaluation with a full lab hormone profile. 
So in my world, that looks like ordering the TSH level and free T4. However, I always evaluate a couple of other levels as well, which includes your total T3, a free T3, as well as reverse T3, and then your thyroid antibody levels. And we'll talk a little bit more later as far as why that's important. But those are all of the pieces that we looked at when I ordered follow-up lab testing for Regina. And what we found is that although her T4 levels and TSH were in a normal range now that she was on medications, her T3 levels were still really, really low. And that was likely causing a lot of her resistant thyroid symptoms. And so we changed up Regina's medications. And over the course of the next few months, we worked together to get the optimal dosing for what her body needed. Most importantly, we were observing her symptoms, not just reacting to the actual lab levels that were drawn. After some dosing adjustments to optimize her T3 levels in addition to the T4 levels, we were able to make significant improvements in Regina's fatigue levels, stabilized her menstrual cycles, and she felt like she got her life back. So let's talk a little bit more about the formation of thyroid hormone because that plays a role in how we regulate the T4 and T3 level, like I was talking about earlier. Thyroid hormone is regulated by the pituitary gland, which is in your brain. Your pituitary gland then sends a signal to the thyroid gland, which sits in the front of your neck, to make thyroid hormone. Your thyroid gland secretes primarily T4, which is the inactive form of thyroid hormone. T4 then needs to get converted to T3, which is the active form of thyroid hormone. Now, the primary location of about 80% of the T4 to T3 conversion happens in your gut, your liver, and in your kidneys, with the remaining 20% of your T3 being secreted directly from your thyroid gland. Now, T3, because it's that active form, is the one that's primarily responsible for things like your mood, energy, metabolism, temperature regulation, your menstrual cycles, and fertility, which is why it plays a huge role in what I look at when I'm evaluating my clients. Did you know that thyroid disease is much more common in females than in males? In fact, it's eight times more likely to be diagnosed in females and frequently gets diagnosed during the reproductive years or around the time of the menopausal transition. The most common thing that causes hypothyroidism or low thyroid is autoimmune disease. You may have also heard this referred to as Hashimoto's disease. And this happens when antibodies form in your body that are attacking your own thyroid. Other causes of hypothyroidism can include nutrient deficiencies. And the most common ones that I consider are zinc, selenium, and B vitamins. Now, these can be caused by a poor diet, but some of these nutrients can be really hard to get depending upon specifically what you're eating. Another thing that can cause deficiencies with these vitamins is oral contraceptives. So yet another good reason to stay off of them because we have seen where somebody starts on oral contraceptives and that can trigger some of these hypothyroidism symptoms to begin as the pill is actually blocking vitamin absorption, which can lead to thyroid problems. As I had mentioned in the case of Regina, the symptoms of thyroid deficiency can be really vague, but certainly pervasive. Because we talk about the fact that thyroid hormone affects every single cell throughout your body, it's no wonder that there are many different symptoms in different body systems. 
Specifically when it comes to menstrual health, I will oftentimes see that a woman is not ovulating based on her charting or other hormone levels. We can also observe long or heavy periods or infrequent cycles. I also will often diagnose a thyroid dysfunction in women dealing with infertility or recurrent miscarriages. Other common general symptoms that we see with low thyroid levels may include fatigue, weight gain, depression, dry skin, hair loss, joint pain, constipation, and even high cholesterol. Less commonly, we can see other GI problems like heartburn or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, as well as possibility of a change in smell, taste, or vision. Now, not everyone experiences all of these symptoms, but it does give you an idea that thyroid hormone really does impact every single body system. Now, in contrast, if somebody has an overactive thyroid or too much thyroid hormone, we call that hyperthyroidism. Now, this is much less common and typically caused by autoimmune disease, which we call Graves' disease. Generally, what we see for symptoms of an overactive thyroid is a more amped-up system. So we see an increased metabolism, which means you may be struggling with losing too much weight. You can also have diarrhea, anxiety, heart palpitations, trouble sleeping, and general agitation. Treatment is very different for an overactive thyroid, and I always have people work with an endocrinologist for this, as it requires a different level of intervention and can be much more challenging to treat. So let's get back to talking about why it's so important to have that full evaluation of thyroid functioning. Ultimately, it's important to know not only do you have a thyroid problem, but if you do, which part of the thyroid pathway is causing problems because that will help determine your appropriate treatment course. One of the big questions I get during my consultations is that if it's so important to check all these lab levels, why is it that so many traditional healthcare providers don't order all these pieces for a more complete picture? And you know, unfortunately, it's not something that's frequently taught in a traditional medical school setting. Now, certainly, we learn about thyroid formation and the conversion process from T4 to T3, as well as autoimmune thyroid disease. But in most traditional practices, all the levels I talked about are not being checked. Our training as doctors then becomes reliant upon who are the other people that are teaching you during your residency and in any additional education that you've received. Some healthcare professionals are also hesitant to prescribe anything that doesn't have studies showing that something is better than something else even if it is proven to be safe and beneficial for some people. Just for reference, a direct version of T3 medication is FDA-approved and just requires additional training as far as making sure that your healthcare professional understands how, when, and why to prescribe T3, which is called liothyronine, when it's appropriate. There are also different formulations of thyroid replacement hormones that have a combination of both T4 and T3 in them. Now, these can be a great option for people that need a little bit of each. However, because it is in a set dosage, it is a bit more difficult to adjust the dose for both the T4 and the T3 independently. Because of this, we typically will start with prescribing T4, and if that isn't enough, we then switch to plain T3 
plus T4 because we can adjust the dosage much more specifically depending upon exactly how your body responds. The other thing that we always talk about is trying to optimize that conversion process from T4 to T3. So if you're having a problem with GI absorption, if there's a problem with your liver or your kidneys, obviously we want to optimize that first so that we can help support your body's natural processes of converting T4 to T3. So let's talk about some different supplements that can help with thyroid functioning. Now, first of all, it depends upon what the underlying cause of your thyroid dysfunction is. You can certainly always try some of these supplements to help balance your thyroid, but I don't recommend starting on any thyroid-specific supplements without consulting with a trained medical professional because you need to understand where your initial problem begins. I will say that if you are diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid problem, that supplements alone probably are not going to be enough. The first supplement I recommend is selenium, and you want to be getting between 40 to 50 micrograms per day. In addition to this, you need to be getting 10 to 15 micrograms of zinc per day. Again, if you can get these nutrients through your food sources, all the better. But if not, then find a good quality supplement for these. The final one that I recommend is making sure that you're getting enough B-complex vitamins in your diet through food or a supplement. If you have autoimmune thyroid disease, I will often discuss the possibility of adding in a baby aspirin, which is 81 milligrams once a day. Now again, please don't start any of these without consulting with a medical professional because you need to know for sure what type of thyroid problem you have before you just start taking any of these supplements. And finally, depending upon the level of your symptoms as well as what those numbers actually show, I do often end up prescribing different prescription strength medications. As I mentioned before, both T4 or levothyroxine as well as T3, which is liothyronine, depending upon what your levels show. There are different formulations of each of these medications as well as a multitude of dosing options that you take a pill daily or sometimes a couple of different times throughout the day. Most of the time, we recommend trying to take thyroid medications separately from other foods or meds because the dosage is so small and relies on your gut absorption. So we want to make sure that it's the only thing in your stomach so it's absorbed really well at the time. So I know this was a lot of information and just the starting point for likely a lot more questions on thyroid health. Please know that if you are living with thyroid disease and still having symptoms, that there is hope for things to get better with further evaluation. If you have been told that your thyroid is normal, but you still have obvious thyroid symptoms, you should continue to seek additional evaluation. If you have unexplained irregular cycles, fertility concerns, or history of miscarriages along with thyroid symptoms, I would love the opportunity to do a full evaluation of your thyroid and other hormones to help get you the answers you deserve. If you're ready to work with our elite team of healthcare professionals, go to our website, radiantclinic.com, to schedule a free discovery call with me and learn more about our package-based pricing for healthcare. We customize your treatment plan and include options to access a hormone coach, fertility awareness charting experts, a registered dietitian, a health coach, and of course, all the medical care you need from me as a board-certified physician. We are currently able to see people for in-person appointments in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa area, or can arrange for a telehealth visit if you live in the state of Iowa. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please share this podcast with someone in your life who would benefit from our services. Remember to subscribe to this podcast for more empowering content. I sincerely appreciate your support and I look forward to sharing more with you on our next episode of Cycle Wisdom.